Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business. And we're friends, like my friend, your favorite, Neely Piazza, uh, doesn't let friends feed kibble or fix it. Neils, how do we fix kibble? <laughs> Pitch it in the trash. There you go. That's right. But, you know, everybody wants a shortcut. Yeah, everybody wants a pat on the back for. Mm -hmm. doing something easy so they don't have to feel bad about not doing the right thing call it kibble shaming call it whatever you want i'm just (laughs) telling the truth i mean oh our community eats their own you know i mean they really do i mean it's like I, i i will say this that because of Fears about bacteria because the veterinary community pushes that stupid, and I'm going to say that word, guys, stupid narrative that Dr. Jason and I talked about uh, on that veterinary oncologist recommendation on a cancer patient. Well, here's what happens. Manufacturers that don't give a rip, don't give a sphincter about your dog's health. We'll create something to help you feel better and to help play into that narrative that makes them money, but doesn't make your dog healthy. And that's yep. why we have all of these different things than just real food. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, yeah. So I guess there's something for everyone. I mean, it's not like McDonald's is going out of business. That's right. Mm-mm. No, it's not. Um, so anyway, um, you know, I guess we're just preaching to the choir here because I doubt that the kibble feeders are going to turn into the raw dog food truth anyway. That's right. But I but I will tell you on our chat, on our chat, Niels, that there is a question and it says, what kind of kibble can I feed? <laughs> What what uh what what kibble do you recommend? And I see people hit on that all the time, and it's like we don't recommend any of them, and here's why. You know, it's an automatic yeah. uh, response that comes up on that. So I see people hitting that all the time. Well, that's kind of. I mean, it's really. Why would you ask a raw food company what kind of kibble would you recommend? I mean, right? You know. Open your eyes, turn on brain, engage thinking. I, I mean, come on. Well, that's like me going to McDonald's going, can you can you direct me to a health conscious fast food restaurant? They're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't. What? <laughs> we don't know. You know. We're not. If we health- thought if we thought kibble was OK, we'd be selling kibble. Right. Right. It, it's uh Yeah. It, it it's it's a tough biz it's a tough biz and um oh i was gonna tell you though remember when you talked about death caps death cap mushrooms oh the mushrooms yeah 
So I saw a report today that came out where a woman is charged with murder because mm-hmm. she fed death cap mushrooms, mushrooms. Yeah. to to four people. Three of them died. And yep. uh, yeah, I was like, whoa, because and that's, the reason I go ahead. That's been this. That was the storyline of uh, a couple of different like um hour-long drama mystery shows way back in the day i've mm-hmm. seen that i've seen that in uh tv drama series a couple of times i don't remember which ones but um it was a while back but and then you don't then you don't hear anything about it but right but yeah man there's so much stuff coming out right now i follow this guy uh his name is mark crispin and every day he gives a list of all of the people that are dying from uh, cardiac uh, heart issues, heart issues, cancer. It's crazy how many people are passing away out there and yeah. uh, uh, just really and, and young people, young people. Gee, uh, I wonder what that could be from. Don't know. Don't know. Can't say. Can't really say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get canceled if we say. Hey, we are moving over to Rumble. Um, all of our videos and everything are moving over to Rumble. Uh, they're cool. on in the process of going over there right now. The only the only problem I have with Rumble is this: there's a lot of ads on the videos, right? So you got to watch an ad, and that's how they get their revenue. And I get it. Uh, at least we're not getting canceled. But well, they uh, don't run as many ads as YouTube does. YouTube is like off the charts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we will be over at uh, Rumble. But uh, yeah, and uh, got a lot of new things coming. We're going to start extending our warehouse hours. Uh, So lots of more ways for you guys to get raw dog food. Now, listen, Neely Piazza is one of the best in the biz at trying to figure out what the heck is going on with your pup. Okay? I'm just saying. Um. Man, I feel for these pet parents, Neely, who they just get the, the I they mean, get the run around <laughs> and everybody tells them something different and and they don't know who to believe. And but yeah, I yeah, I get it. Oh, my gosh. They're spending so much money and they really just want the best for their dogs. Like Melissa, who has Duncan, who is is that not the cutest Mastiff you've ever seen? Yeah, he's pretty cute. He's so cute. Uh, but Duncan, Duncan's got an issue going on. Um, he's got these cysts in his toes. It's called the interdigital interdigital cyst. cyst. Yeah, it's pretty common. Is it? Yeah, it's real common actually. I almost everybody I talk to has foot issues, and a lot of them have have those cysts. It's crazy. So she was getting. Okay, here's the background on the sweet Duncan. At about eight months, Duncan decided he was going to chew an electrical cord. Thank goodness it wasn't hooked in. But uh, he swallowed it, and then he started vomiting. And they took him to the vet, and they found out that he had, what is the name of this, intersection? Is that, that, let me see, how do you say that? I don't know. Uh. It is, let me, let me, let me look it up. But basically I was, I was looking at it. It's called intusception. <laughs> intusception. Uh, but here's what it is. It's a, it's a condition in which a part of the intestine 
slides into an adjacent part of the intestine. So it blocks food or fluid from passing through and it cuts off the blood supply to part of the intestine that's affected. So that's not good. That's not it good. almost sounds like a, a hernia that is not quite a hernia. Yeah. But this dog's five now. And so, I mean, he looks pretty dang gum good for having all these problems. But his mama is trying to figure out how to help him with these uh, cysts. And unfortunately, Dugan is a little picky of a dog. Um, (laughs) Dugan Dugan won't eat his organs and he doesn't like a lot of different foods. So poor Melissa's pulling her hair out trying to figure out how to feed this dog. Now, I have to say in the pictures that I'm looking at, he looks pretty doggone healthy. It's not like he's emaciated. So the dog is eating something. Yeah, well, big dogs like, well. Masses in particular, from my experience, are pretty s- stubborn. They're all, all, I've never met a mean one. Most of them are really sweet, mm-hmm. but they are hard headed and can be stubborn. And, uh, like I yeah. said before, I'm, I'm all about, uh, respecting a dog's preferences and all that. Since we have, you know, we control their entire environment, we should, you know, respect the dogness of the dog and all that kind of stuff. Right. And, um, try to, uh, you know, accommodate what they like and don't like and that kind of thing. But then again, you also have to look at, well, is it really a preference or are they just playing you? Cause if you cave, it, you know, if they learn that, if they walk away, you'll give them what they want. What do you think they're going to do? Well, I, right? A, yeah, right. And I, I do have another question and I would have to ask his mama this, but do you think that because, well, I don't know. I'm questioning myself about this question. So it, it, do you think there's a problem with his intestines that he can't eat very much at a time? Well, she's saying that there's things that he doesn't like and he just won't eat things that he doesn't like. But I don't know because I don't know anything about the surgery or the procedure or his recovery or any of that. So I I don't know. I don't know if they took a section out, if they tacked it somewhere, if they, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of ifs. Yeah, Um, there's there's a lot of investigative work that you would have to do. Too much, too much unknown about that. But you know, she's singling out specific things that he doesn't like. So that would kind of indicate probably not, but, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, he's five. He, he should only be eaten once a day and, you know, offer it to him. If he doesn't need it, pick it up, offer it again, 24 hours later. I, and I bet you he decides in a couple of days that he, he likes it better than he thought he did. Um, so one thing that, that, um, Melissa is noticing is that he doesn't appear to like organs or anything with organs in it. So one of her biggest concerns, and I get this is she's like, you know, how do I, you know, those are the multivitamins. So I said, well, uh, have you tried the guts and glory? Yeah. You put it on his food. He won't eat it. How about the phytoplankton? Nope. He won't eat it. How about trite? Nope. He won't eat it. So 
um, what she's doing is doing the basically just the pork with better bones, some L-glutamate. How do you say that word? L-glutamine. L-glutamine. Thank you. And then dehydrated pork liver on top. Now, she did. Well, that if to... you dehydrate it, that just intensifies the flavor. So if he doesn't like it, that's going to make him like it less. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. If something's dehydrated, it it's concentrated and it, it tastes more like it hmm. than raw. And it has a um, stronger smell, too. So if he really doesn't like organs, he's sure not going to like dehydrated ones. Okay. Yeah, it's it. You know, it, this and, is why. And, and liver, on. and actually, there's there's like a plethora of more organs than liver, right? I mean, liver is probably one of the most important ones. However, it is the the kind of the strongest one. And you know, I've had a couple of dogs that didn't like liver either, but you know, that still leaves kidney, heart, spleen, um, eyeballs, testicles, what whatever. You know, you don't have to do just if if there's one they're not going to like most generally or are going to have to be talked into eating. Most generally, it's going to be liver. So, you know, you can lower that the quantity of that and give more of other stuff. But um, I, I the first thing I would do is, you know. A, a solid minimum of a week of tough love. Mm-hmm. That's where I would start. Um. So she's she's caught between a rock and a hard hard place here because okay one once she got off of a dry baked food and and started moving over to raw. Now she didn't immediately go to real raw. I think it was like still in Chewy's and it was Doctor Harvey's and some of these other things. This sort of is. Issues started yeah, happening. That, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> well, uh, but she does say even if he eats uh, raw beef, that the cyst will appear as well uh, or, or start multiplying. Now, A plus B doesn't always equal C. And this is where this 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 issue has even become a blur to her. <laughs> she's at that point yeah. Ely, where she's like, I've done so many things. I don't know anymore. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I yeah, I can sympathize with that for sure. Yeah. So, I this is where pet parents start, you know, pulling their hat out, head head out, hair <laughs> pulling out. their hair, hair out, right? Because they got a dog they want to feed, and they see that there's something going on with his feet. So this is where it really behooves somebody to work with you because this takes a while to parse. Yeah, out. that's not. Yeah, first, yeah, it'll take a while to kind of figure out kind of what some of the background is and what some of the possible issues could be and because there's no telling i mean they can you know like i said they're super common and they're not necessarily caused by the same thing so uh why are they why have i never i have never noticed of course i don't deal with you know, those type of issues you do, but I've never noticed inner digital cyst in dogs. Well, 
Well, you've been dealing with a lot of dogs for a long time. But let me ask you this. When you were when you were at the uh daycare, did did you see both raw fed and kibble fed dogs with interdigital cyst? Well, to be fair, the the number of raw fed dogs was incredibly small. Right. There were a few, but it was incredibly small. And most of them were people that were my my people that came there specifically because we would feed their raw without giving them a problem about it. Um, so, no, the one that really comes to mind is one that their cyst went away when they switched to raw. And it was pretty dramatic. It happened, you know, within a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. And they'd been dealing with all kinds of skin issues and allergy issues and problems for years. And within a couple of weeks of switching to Roth, they were, she, the dog was totally new dog. I hear about that a lot, but there's also cases to where that does, you know, there are cases too, where it it takes a while. Uh, It just depends on the dog. So sometimes there's a lot of things to overcome. So what, and I know that you don't know exactly what causes interdigital cyst, but what causes inter <laughs> What causes this? Well, why why would a dog have cyst in you, his feet? If you think about it, it has to it has to be related to skin, right? Mm-hmm. So the first place that um there's all different kinds of skin issues that we deal with right i mean some dogs have hot spots some dogs hairs fall out some dogs um are so itchy they can't hardly stand themselves some dogs have incredible dandruff you know so the skin is the first place that the body tries to get rid of its toxins right so um and you know if you uh, every part of the body has its own biome right so um if something's disturbed or uh changed or has some sort of an insult to it and the biome is changed then the health of that particular area is going to be changed too and the webbing between the toes is these are really common in labs cuz if cuz labs have webbed toes right so those cysts are really common with with labs is that that um Tissue there is is really soft and vulnerable, and there's more of it. They're kind of like they have feet, kind of like ducks, because they're water ducks, right? Mm-hmm. So it's real common in labs. Um, but that's just where the body has decided to push it out for whatever reason. I mean, maybe there was trauma there, and the outlet is weak. You know the the um, um pushback is weakest there and that's where the stuff can come out maybe it's there's any number of things but everything boils down to the same thing is toxic load and you're either undernourished or you're toxic Mm -hmm. or you're or you had a trauma of some sort those are the only three things that cause um health issues so it's one it's one of those three and the expression 
maybe completely, you know, there may be the same root cause in multiple different situations, but the the expression of it is completely different in all of those situations. So it, it's kind of a matter of, you know, looking at what's in front of you and being sure that the diet's right. And then I, I've started implementing homeopathy, which with that, you basically just start, start with, with what you're looking at. And then you, you start treating there and then you start parsing back, you know, even when things don't work, that gives you information. You know, if a remedy doesn't work, that is still important information to know so you can make your way to the to the most appropriate remedy for that particular dog. So you may have 10 dogs with, with the same, the cysts look the same, and you may start them with the same protocol, but by the a month later they may all tend to be on completely different remedies it just it just depends and there's you know there's always a story there's always a history and that always plays a part so you've been working a lot with dr cowan's group you've been going through that master class um working with this new biology i want to ask you a question about blood work because a lot of people get and and we were looking uh so one of the concerns that Duncan's mom, Melissa, has is that he has this uh, persistent lymphocytosis or chronic lymphatic, you know, leukemia, B cell or something like that. I, I guess it's what it's called. Um, his lymphocytes, she said, are off the charts. But what does that really mean? Does it really mean anything in the whole thing? Or is that just a factor from these interdigital cysts? Well, I, I don't know what it's from, but blood work is basically meaningless because one, you don't know, you don't know what they're testing. You don't know how they're testing it. You don't know how they're interpreting it. Each lab has a different set of ranges, normals, abnormals, whatever. Um, it, you know, there's, it's a, it's a single instant snapshot in time. Um, the, quote unquote normal numbers have absolutely nothing to do with your dog. They're based on other dogs in different situations, different different food, different history, different you know, it's and then the the things that they use to to um identify thing, you know, I mean even antibodies are most of, a lot of those tests are based on an antibody test and antibodies are completely nonspecific. So it doesn't tell you anything. If you look for something, you're going to find it. People should realize that from the past couple of years. If you look for it, you're going to find it. Mm -hmm. Especially with the test that it will identify it. <laughs> I was listening to, oh my gosh, I was listening to, I don't know if it was Cowan or it was Dr. Merritt and they were really talking about I think it was Dr. Cowan, now that I think about it, we're, we're talking about how they create the genome. So basically they're creating yeah, what they want to find. <laughs> yeah, it, there, there, was, there was no basis for it. They just pulled it out of their backside. Yeah. All right, so uh, going on to Duncan a little bit, Here, here's something that 
you know, what do you think about they are saying, okay, look, he has malabsorption, chronic uh, issues, right? So they want to put him on a B12 supplement and they want to uh, put him on um, hydrolyzed protein, I, which I oh, think God, is no. ridiculous. Oh, God, no. Don't do that. You'll kill him. Oh, right? I didn't say that. You didn't. I didn't hear anything. You, d- I didn't hear you say that. And um, then they want him to go to a dermatologist. And I'm like, well, dermatology is on the outside, not on the inside. So again, that doesn't make sense to us why this dog would go to a dermatologist. And I think that uh, Melissa has said, you know, she is working with a, a holistic vet as well. Um, the holistic vet is telling her to put him on hydrolyzed protein. No, no, no. This is coming uh, from I, who's this uh, veterinary specialist of the Rockies. I don't think that they are holistic in any nature at all. Yeah, don't don't go. Don't. Yeah. Uh-uh. And so here's my question about that. How do you feel about a B12 supplementation? So um, eat a meat. That's where you get B12. You know, you don't, so, you don't, you don't use vitamins in isolation. You don't use nutrients in isolation ever period in the story. You have to get the full complement. I mean, I was watching something just the other day about this. B vitamins work in conjunction with each other. It's the whole complex. There's a complex of them for a reason. You don't single one out and give one. You feed food. That contains the whole complex. It, you, the, the elements in the food work together. And then those things work together with the body. You don't feed individual nutrients. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Not, well, listen, these specialists say it does. Just like the yeah. veterinary oncologist that said, you do not need to change the diet on a dog that has cancer. Eat all the crap you want. It's okay. But beware yeah, I mean, of all. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, if you, if, if you want to follow that camp, go ahead. But you're, you know, you're if you get any improvement of symptoms, it's artificial and it's suppression of symptoms. The dog's going to going to um um in- interiorize that's not a word but that's what i'm trying to say all of all of that stuff deeper and you're going to end up with organ failure higher toxicity bigger problems and the dog's going to die early you don't that's not the way you do that it's like it's like putting putting frosting on a pile of poop it looks good but the it, it it's not what you think it is at the end of the day it's just frosted poop yeah okay i actually did that once somebody was stealing my food out of the refrigerator what it's it's school when i lived in the dorm at school somebody, i had something in the refrigerator somebody was stealing it so i went out and made mud balls and chocolate covered them and put them in there ah Nobody ever stole my food again. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Are you saying that it wasn't poop though? It was just mud. It wasn't poop. It was just mud, but still. Okay. That's hilarious. That's that's hilarious. 
All right. So one of the things that um, I had asked you about Duncan, because we saw the picture and he had socks on. Right. And so um, there's two things that I want to address about soaking his feet and putting socks on it. So don't do do either one of those. (laughs) Okay. So and I know that that Melissa is just, you know, I bet that somebody suggested this because God love her. She's had way too many it's, people telling her what to do but yeah it's it's a whole lot easier to be on the outside looking in and say things than to be the one dealing with it like you <laughs> right. say when it's your when it's your own your brain goes to mush i i'm the same way mine does the same thing well she's been dealing with this for five years sounds like um all right so anyway the cyst she was soaking his feet in epsom salt and betadine um so let's let's just talk about that one issue right now why would that not be advisable well the betadine is gonna remember i was talking about every area of the body having a different bio you know its own biome basically so Mm -hmm. if you're soaking feet in betadine one it's caustic but two it is totally disrupting that um biome there and one of the one of the things that's going to have to be restored is the biome of the feet. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, you're totally disrupting that. And it's, it's basically just like antibiotics in the gut. It, you know, gets rid of everything and stuff that you don't particularly want is what grows back. And Epsom salts, she also said he didn't like it. And it's probably because it hurts. So, um, Epsom salts is somewhat, abrasive too and it's not you know like we said it's not really an an exterior well you said epsom salts more for muscle more it's more for muscular stuff anyway but um i i don't know it it it, spit it out child yeah well trying to say it's would it would also interrupt the biome it would be stinging it's not gonna be helpful at all and when we we're talking about earlier it's like i said how many dogs have we heard that end up with nausea and diarrhea and vomiting because their feet have been soaked in epsom salts and they lick their feet right so you know maybe that's why he doesn't like some food maybe he licked his feet and was nauseous and ate and paired it together or something like that who knows and he was like i don't want to feel that again so i'm not ever eating organs but yeah exactly so i mean that's that's just a you know a wild guess i don't know but it's a possibility um but okay, it's not you, helpful you want you want that you you want the feet to you want them to have air to them you want them to be in their natural environment to have their normal flora and not be interrupted with that and you said look if if he's not licking his feet to the point of not being able to walk right yeah and- if he's not tearing himself up and chewing himself raw and causing problems if it, it and it's not causing an issue to his quality of life per se then don't don't worry about it let's deal with getting the diet right and and the remedies right to help relieve that but in the meantime if he's not suffering then why are we worried about it Mm -hmm. um so 
back to the food, okay? Because, all right, so we we've dealt with um, we a lot of dogs have interdigital digits. Let's don't yes. soak them in iodine, uh, betadine, or uh, Epsom salt. You, you used the word caustic. You said betadine. Number one is caustic, and then you went on. Why did you say that? Well. It, it it is <laughs> <laughs> all right the word caustic means damaging pretty much yeah okay all right do you want to leave it there uh yeah yeah i mean okay. all right we'll just we'll leave it right there well i mean think you know that's that's what iodine is right and betadine is basically iodine right why do they call it betadine why don't they just call it iodine because it's got other stuff in it. Got it. But it's still, it's same. still same thing. Same thing. All right. Um, all right. So we're not going to, we're not going to soak the feet. We're going to leave air to them. Don't put socks on dogs that have these interdigital digits because we need the air to come in. And well, uh, this one specifically. Yeah. I mean, there's all different kinds of cysts, but for the most part. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're just talking about Duncan. All right. So is it Duncan or Dugan? I just messed myself Duncan. up. Duncan. Duncan. Okay. Um, all right. Now back to the food. Um, we we now she has said that if he eats beef, that he tends to break out. The question that I, I would have, and and again, if if she worked with you, it would be, you know, and she was doing a food diary, I think think um but you would have to see are there other things involved with that okay but one of the things that you said is feed them once a day if they don't eat pull the food up and wait and feed them again in to the next day um mm -hmm. because dogs are really smart and they can decide i'm going to get something different or this is a game or whatever now I get it. And, Go ahead. And that may or may not be true, but you need to rule that out. And he right. really should only be eating once a day anyway. So, okay. um, I mean, all dogs really, all adult dogs should really only be eaten once a day unless there's a really good reason to do it differently. But, um, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta rule that out. That may not be what he's doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll leave that leave that um open but you need to find out because they totally will and you know they're smart and like i said massives are notorious for being incredibly stubborn all of them i've ever met have been incredibly stubborn again super sweet but incredibly stubborn and they know how to get their way and you know the other thing that's going to play into it too if she's like you have said multiple times pulling her hair out and at her wit's end. He knows that. He feels that. That's not mm -hmm. helping his his healing journey any. So mm -hmm. so the 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 thing that is also coming into play, Neely, are these allergy tests. And like we said, allergy tests are incredibly Yeah, they're not accurate at all. Yeah, not accurate. None, and none of them are. They will they will uh, pick up anything that that this dog is eating so okay if 
if the beef is causing cyst and there's nothing else going on, like there's no betadine, there's no uh, soaking the feet, there's no, uh, you know, B12, there's none of all this other stuff. It's just that you're feeding a beef blend and then his feet break out. Okay. We can still go to a turkey, a duck, a rabbit, something else. Um, and we definitely have got to get those omega-3s in there. Omega-3s, potency, green-lipped muscles. She said he doesn't like that. He doesn't like fish and doesn't like tripe. And so his window. That's, that's pretty weird that he doesn't like tripe. I know. But uh, this tripe is a beef tripe. So maybe that's a little bit um, scary for the mom. But um, we do have to figure out a way to get more variety of real food into this dog yeah so that's that's really again where you're talking about we got to get the diet right and sort of figuring out what is going on why why this dog is not wanting to eat and if it is that you know we don't have that many blends that are organless we have some and then they don't have bone in it right so you have to kind of look um but anyway, well, yeah. I I it's I I highly question that I mean I I'm not questioning what she's observing. Mm -hmm. But I do question that if she can get dehydrated organs in him, it's not that he doesn't like them. There's something there's something else that is affiliated that's that's making her observe that that's mm -hmm. bringing that to the four there's something something different to that i don't think it's i question that it's really that he doesn't like them or won't eat them it's i i feel like it's more likely something something else that we just need to figure out or see if we can figure out what it is but i mean you you got to start with uh, like I said, you, you got to start with the tough love thing and, you know, try different, try different, uh, different proteins, different blends. Um, that that's fine. I'm not saying he has to, you know, you have to force him to eat something he legitimately doesn't like, but he's not going to, he's not going to improve on just pork. Pork has got a lot of, a lot of dogs like it, but it's not. It's not got everything in it that he needs. You know what? And I'm trying to look here. She sent me some information. I'm trying to find the date. It, it's got to be here recently. And here I am finding out in here that um, he was given vegan omega-3s. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a vegan capsule. I'm like, what the heck? So there are other things that are going on in this dog. I'm I'm noticing here from this information. Um, well, dogs don't. You know, if you if you give plant derived oils and omega threes and sixes and all that, dogs don't convert them at the same same rate that people do. And rate, I don't mean speed. I mean, um percentage they don't they it's not a natural form for a dog to have so giving them plant-based oils like that or omega-3s like that they they don't utilize them okay so me, it's really not 
So his previous history. Okay, I'm going to read this. Um, They said he has a reportive history of chronic intermittent gastrointestinal signs, including non, he doesn't have an appetite, vomiting, diarrhea, ribbon-like stool, and intermittent staining during eliminations. Um, He has been on, I'm not sure. He's been on multiple. Straining or staining? Stain, stain. Uh, he's been on multiple dietary trials, including novel That's proteins. That's why he won't eat. Hang on a second. Novel proteins, rabbit, crocodile. Okay. <laughs> rabbit. But this is all kibble. This is all kibble, though, right? I don't know. She said, I don't know. But he said uh, he doesn't enjoy crocodile. Okay. I uh, don't enjoy rabbit. Okay. He's currently eating a home cooked diet. He's also been treated with various antibiotics. Oops. Anamoxilin, uh, inraflexin, metronidazole. Yikes. Which have not Yo. resolved. Okay. So which, he needs that. Yeah. Metronidazole and, is what. And is. they, uh, they've not resolved his chronically soft stool. So these are things that have to be taken uh, apart and we, uh, obviously we don't have time to do it here on on the uh podcast so this is why neely uh piazza is so valuable uh because this this has a lot more information in it than than i've seen especially if look we're given vegan omega-3s and we've given all of these antibiotics um well, I'm glad she's going to a holistic vet. I hope this person really is a real holistic vet because that's the only thing that's going to work because the, the the conventional vets have pretty much trashed this whole system. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, what, you know, I, I don't think that a lot of our pet parents recognize that metronidazole is an antibiotic, guys. And um, that is the standard for slappy poops never do they look at the food and say well maybe it's this food or that food especially if it's you know any kind of a dry kibble or doesn't have bone in it or it has too much or i mean i can't speak to what these other blends are but um well and metronidazole is the most is the most devastating medication to the gut that i know of i mean it is like Bringing a gut back from metronidazole is like incredibly difficult. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And 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 so, oh, there, there's just uh, so they they did uh prescribe this B12 two tablets by mouth every 24 hours with food, um. And also this Which vitamin means E that, that it's going to make him sick to his stomach. So, um, yeah, he that's that's why he won't eat because he's associating different things with being nauseous from all this past stuff. And can't so, blame him for that. Check this out. So this is what they what they recommended for a diet. They said hydrolyzed protein diet is recommended to start due to his current dermatology uh, derma. Uh, pathologies basically his digital cyst right and so they say um that there could be a hypersensitivity present and they recommend royal canin hp 
or Purina HA, a prescription has been emailed to you. You may purchase these diets from our hospital or PetSmart or online from Chewy.com. And in order to assess if he has a diet issue, they, they must strictly adhere to this real Canaan crap for two weeks. That means no other foods, treats, or flavored medications. Um, but they said this B12 and this vitamin E, that's not going to affect his dietary trial. So you just go ahead and give those to him as well. Does she do that? I don't know. I'm just reading here the information that was sent. I have no well, idea. Well, that's, that's standard um, recommendations. And no we crap. all know. No hydrolyzed, pro- hydrolyzed protein is shredded cardboard for anybody that wants to know. Well, shredded cardboard isn't that healthy. That's what the, the veterinary oncologist said. Yeah. I think that, well, you know my feeling on vets in general, but I think I the oncologists are the absolute worst. Well, according to that letter that I read with Dr. Jasek and sent you as well, um, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Not well, that I pretty stint- disagree with I, you I've very seen, often. I, I've seen uh, uh, lots of several instances where oncologists say similar things. I mean, look at the whole. Well, I won't bring it up, but yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous, the stuff that that you see on these people that are so-called professionals and experts in this. And, well, you know, the, I think the more that you work with Dr. Cowan and the more stuff he puts out where he's actually looking at the test, actually looking how they perform the test, actually backing into the test, actually verifying the test, we're seeing over and over again that most of this stuff doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, how much how how much brain power does it take to understand that um, real food makes what you eat makes a difference? I mean, I don't see how that takes any brain power at all. Yeah, but when did real food start getting vilified? You know, I I would have to actually look back and say, <laughs> when did this get when kibble when kibble took off? I guess. Basically. I guess yeah. I'm just like when Hills figured out that the best mar- the best marketing strategy was to go into the vet schools. That's pretty much when that happened. I'm just like, how did we fall for that one? So people, just so you realize kibble has not been a mainstream common thing for very long. It's been maybe 75 years and the health. So, I mean, it's not what did what did dogs survive on before then? And might I add the average lifespan of a dog was quite a bit longer before this happened. Right. Before so, they evolved to eat kibble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. So this is. Yeah, it's been going on during our lifetime for the most part, but that's not very long. Mm-mm. So all of these issues and chronic diseases and toxicities and skin problems and 
you know, the average life lifespan of a golden retriever used to be like 16. Now it's nine. I know they're like, oh, my dog's so old is nine. I'm like, what? I mean, my German right? Shepherd's 15, going to be 15 here in another month or so. Yeah. So that's what um, convenience foods and conventional veterinary medicine has done for our dogs. Just so you know. Not only that, I mean, if you look at Asta's face, she's not totally grayed out and looking like some old lady. She's still a beautiful dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, another thing that I was thinking, and I'm sure that people do this, but I think that you should you should put those affirming words in your dogs. You know, like remember the whole uh, Dr. Moto, uh, Moto or whatever his oh, name was. Moto and water. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they know what's they they're sensitive to the environment more so than we are. They know what you're going through. They know what the energy and the space is like. They know what you mean when you tell them, you know, people say, oh, it just has to do with the tone of voice. I don't think so. I, <laughs> I had a dog that you could cuss out in the sweetest voice and he'd run hide under the couch. And you could well, tell him you, you could yell at him and tell him you loved him and he'd come running up to you. They know. Well, they know. Well, you know, because Lozzie will do this. Like if Asta barks, Lozzie will just go nuts. And I caught myself saying, you are crazy. You're acting <laughs> crazy. And I said, stop saying that, you know, to myself. I said, stop telling her she's crazy. Now, not that, yeah. you know, so I, I, you know, because I do believe in the whole water thing that that um, the the experiments that he did, and certainly we use the water wand and structure our water and all that kind of jazz. Um, and I think, you know, like with Asta, I put my hands on her and I says, "You is smart. You is beautiful." What was the <laughs> in the help? I can't remember the words. All that, but I always always say that you are healthy. And I yeah. appreciate you and I love you and I honor you. And, you know, I don't know, maybe it just makes us feel better. But it, but I believe that that has some sort of significance that we send out that that message. And, you know, um, a lot of times people do um, sort of concentrate on those negative things that their dogs do, whether that's barking or whether that's, you know, pulling on the leash or whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm not a dog yeah. trainer, but this is just my my own my own thought pattern. I agree with you. So I let's put our you. hands on our dogs today and say you are smart. <laughs> yeah. You are healthy. Look them in the eye and tell them you love them. <laughs> right? Don't French kiss them. Okay. Yeah, I don't do that. We don't need any French kissing. That's yeah, we're not going to go that far. All right, everybody, listen, uh, you can work with Neely Piazza. It's super easy. You can go over to the Learning Center and in the Learning Center, go to Health Consults. You'll see her at the top of the page. Just click on that, fill that information out. She'll get right back to you. Or you can go to her website, which is whole, W-H-O-L-E, wholeanimalwellness.com. Get signed up with Neely. She will help take apart uh all the confusion and get you back on the right track and um, help make your life easier. Cause gosh knows uh, this is a tough situation with Duncan and uh, you know, we, we uh, feel for, for Melissa, but all is not lost. We've had far worse, far worse yeah. dogs yeah. Uh, uh, that uh, Neely's been able to uh, unwind and uh, get going again. So don't lose hope, Miss Melissa. 
everything's <laughs> going to be fine. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the raw dog food truth. Tell all your friends, if you got a neighbor that has a dog not doing well, have them listen specifically to the interview that Neely and I did with Dr. Ian Billinghurst, because that was really good. That was I amazing. Love Dr. B. I love Dr. B. Yeah, he he's he he was fabulous. And uh remember he's got four books out there. On our next podcast, Neely, I want to talk about cats and veggies. One of the things that I figured out was that maybe cats are fine with veggies. I was looking in Dr. Ian Billinghurst Bark book, and he was talking about cats and fruits and veggies. And he was like, give it to him. And I was like, what? And so, uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Not that you <laughs> are a big cat specialist and cats don't want you to figure them out. And that's fine. But they are yeah, meat eaters. Much they don't. Yeah, they are he, obligate carnivores. Yeah, he's like, give them, you know, like turkey necks and duck necks and chicken necks and wings and all that. Kind of, and then people are like, oh, my gosh, there's bones in this stuff for my cat. And I'm like, and okay. <laughs> have you seen well when your cat yeah when your cat goes out and catches things what does he do first he eats the head that's the first thing he eats tell me that's not full of bones right, right? it's full of taurine too that's right mm-hmm. that's right mm-hmm. well have you i mean cats i mean whoa the big cats that take these deer down in my neighborhood or the elk i mean they got some sharp yeah. teeth and your little kitty kitty has the same little <laughs> sharp teeth as that big cat. And they would take down these deer if they could, they're just not big enough. So they got to take down <laughs> the, uh, you know, the birds and the squirrels and the chipmunkles and that sort of thing. So, right. yeah, that's right. All right, everybody get over to raw dog food and where your pet's health is our business. And what Neely Piazza. Friends don't let friends feed kibble. That's right. And they can't fix it either. So get over it. That's right. Feed raw. See you guys soon. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.